All right. <clears throat> in the beginning, God, the law of the universe, the same law in all units, it creates vegetable or animal. The same law circumvents abnormal conditions as best it can. The same law personifies itself in quadrupeds and bipeds of the vertebrata species and families. <clears throat> if all channels of communication are open, free and clear of impediments, obstructions, hurdles, or interferences in its path. In the beginning, God, man being one creation, medicine per se is supposed to scientifically do from outside what God can't do from inside of man. Educated medical men and scientific medicine with test tubes, microscopes, and laboratories with endless compounds deny the cult tenets of abilities of a supreme internal function. God, no matter how defined, is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent inside of man and the creation of man. Where is this in man, if it is in man at all? If it is, this all-pervading internal power must be recognized and established as a dominant factor in healing with man, sick or well. All space, all time, all things that grow, produce, reproduce, and live are governed by law, and yet medical men, by insignificant education, are intolerant of this factor in admitting its place functionally internal to run man. And they must substitute accumulations of outside theories to try to prove man must be directed to live by outside experimentation in practical ideas of medical men who have lived no longer or know no more than he who is sick. <clears throat> it is required the sages of the ages in depths of intelligence to reproduce the human race. It requires the same quantity and quality of intellectuality to produce each human being. It requires the same breadth of reasoning to direct, control, regulate, and govern internal functions in each unit once born. <clears throat> Man is conceived, born, lives a few years, and dies in spite of what he blindly thinks he sees. Pits his 50 years of education against millions of lives with eons of time working through billions of products. <clears throat> that is from uh, another green book. This is a one right here called Palmer's Law of Life uh, that he wrote. Close to the time of his death. He died in 61. He wrote in 1958. This is another one of the green books I've given to you guys. There's four green books uh, up there on Blackboard for you to download as PDF. Um, so I wanted to just think about this. In the beginning, God, right? So l let's break this down for those of us who are more like scientifically inclined. Let's break this down to science because I know some people want to talk about science. So let's talk about science, right? Uh, and I know it's not very clear. I just I took a picture of this because I want to make it really quick uh, um, PowerPoint for you guys on um, on Keynote on my phone. <clears throat> there are four. Uh, the science says there are four forces to the universe, right? There are four forces. Science says there are four forces. There's the strong force, which is what binds the nucleus together, and when you bind the nucleus together, this is. This is the thing responsible for an atomic explosion because when you bind the two, the nuclei together and you force that, you know, to, uh, to go apart, that even a little tiny, you know, nucleus like a hydrogen, you know, bomb, etc., uh, that's what creates the amazing giant explosion with, with, that, uh, with those kind of forces. So that's called the strong force. Then there's the weak force, which is the one below left. The weak force is what is responsible for radioactive decay. So like when uranium, you know, uh, kind of weakens and half-lives and all that kind of stuff, that's what the weak uh, force is. Then there's, there's an electromagnetic force, which puts the atoms together, right? So when the all our electrons and neutrons and whatever, God knows, protons and blah, 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 are flying around inside these atoms, right? What's holding all that together inside the atom is the electromagnetic, 
magnetic forces. Um, and then there's uh, the gravitational force, which is what kind of binds the whole solar system, which is one of the most important uh, things that we deal with, especially in special needs kids. Um, because I want you to understand something. You know, in order for us to go from being here, come over here, Mabel. Here's Mabel. You'll see her if you take my advanced uh, pediatric uh, technique classes. Um, so here's Mabel. So uh, in order for a baby to go from horizontal to vertical, that's a giant leap of uh, processes of brain power to go from horizontal to vertical. Like, do you really understand how big that is for the brain to figure this out, to go from here to here? And that's because of proprioception. But a lot of special needs kids don't have that ability or is delayed, right? So it, they, you have to build it. I'm dealing with, a, for example, a child uh, yesterday who come in who's got this significant genetic brain uh, issue and um, he's two years old and he's still not even rolling, right? So we are teaching the mom, this, this was amazing to me, we're teaching the mom that even though they go to physical therapists, whatever, we're teaching them how to teach him how to roll. We're teaching him how to use gravity, uh, gravity-assisted rolling and gravity-assisted crawling uh, to try to use gravity on an incline kind of thing. It's really amazing that, that you know, what, what's possible, you know, that we, I'll read that in a second, Adrian. It's really amazing what, the, what we can do as chiropractors because nobody else is doing it. Right, but this gravitational force is is very important. Even though it's very very weak, it's one of the weakest. It's not as weak as the weak force, but it's one of the weakest. It is um, is very important to us, right? Um, as as a as a human being. Um, but I would like to introduce you to uh, a fifth force, right? Science uh, talks about these four forces. Uh, let's talk about the fifth force. The fifth force is I'm typing it for you guys. It's life force, life force. Uh, and I'm not talking about the club here at Life University, um, even though that is the name, uh, but I'm talking about the force, the life force, right? Uh, if you really think about what is so unbelievably powerful, it's the life force. And here's an example of the life force. So a little girl comes in last week, uh, they went away on vacation with their mom and dad and their whole family. And they, they had rented a condo somewhere, you know, and. Florida or Hilton Head, I can't remember where it was, um, some beach, and uh, so the mom is cooking, and this little girl, she's two years old, um, uh, the mom had turned away this four, she had one of four kids, so the mom is tending to the baby, and this little girl goes over uh, and touches one of the pans um, that the mom is cooking with and burns her, her little pinky uh, pretty badly, um, and uh, so she comes in a couple of days after... Uh, um, this had happened when they came home and she shows me her pinky, right? She looks like she goes, boo, 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 boo. Uh, and she had the bandaid on it and the mom wanted me to look at it because um, now I am not a dermatological expert, right? But uh, the, the parents in my practice know that I know my stuff and I would know if this is an emergency crisis situation and she would need to go to a pediatrician. So she, she took off a bandaid and it was pretty gross looking, but it was healing and they've been you know, putting ointments on it and whatever and covering it. I said, that's really great. So then she comes in yesterday and, and she doesn't have a Band-Aid on. Uh, and I said, let me see your finger. So she shows me her finger like this. Now she's two, so this might've gone whoosh right over her head, but she shows me her finger. And I said, boo-boo's better. And it's not all better, right? It's still like a big scab, but it's not like this gross, 
pussy-looking red thing that it was. And she goes, boo-boo's better. And I said, isn't that amazing that your body is healing itself? Right? So I'm even teaching two-year-olds, your body is healing itself, right? Your, your bo- Now, I'm not going to say this to them, but your, that's right, Kelly. Your, your body is a self-healing, self-regulating organism. It is super, super cool. Sometimes there are interferences, right? And this little girl's body, this little girl's pinky is healing itself, you know? My pinky is healing itself. It, it, these things heal itself, right? But sometimes there are interferences to healing, and that's where we step in, right? So this life force, this fifth force that nobody talks about, that I want to introduce to you, that I was thinking about, I, I, I listened to a lecture um, from the 1990s uh, from one of my mentors at DE, Dr. Dick Santo. Probably never heard of him, but he was an amazing DE speaker, and he used to practice near me in, in New Jersey when I was there. Uh, so he and I uh, got friendly. He was my mentor. Uh, one of my mentors, I had Webster, Dr. Sid, Dr. Santo. I had some really great mentors, Jeannie, Ohm. Uh, unfortunately, none of them are here anymore, but they were all my great mentors. Um, so he is the person who really talked about, that's right, the Band of Brothers. That's right, he started it. Very good, Ryan. Um, so he is the one who taught me about like this fifth force. And he's the one who mentioned this in one of his lectures um, <clears throat> that I was listening to. And it, it's amazing to think about, like, the fifth force is an unknown force. You know, science talks about all these forces. But what's the thing? Okay, so you have the strong force, weak force, electromagnetic force, grab. But what about the force that holds us together? Right? What about the force that, that essentially, <clears throat> I see this all the time, someone's constantly asking, well, how come I'm really not better yet? I've already had three adjustments. Well, if you cut your finger, what's going to happen? I bleed. Right. And what happens after that? You stop, right. And how long does it take to heal? I don't know, maybe a week or so to a scab or whatever. And, and I said, do you have to do anything for that? Do you have to order, you know, go on Amazon. I need uh, platelets, uh, white blood cells, uh, some red blood cells, some fibrinogen, some protein, right? You don't need to go on Amazon and order anything and have some kind of, I need a delivery now, right? Where's my drone delivering stuff to me? You don't need that. It just does it itself. That's life force, right? That's the life force. But sometimes that life force can be muted, right? For lack of a better word, but almost everybody understands like muting, right? We all have phones, right? So we all know how to up and down our volumes, right? This is a great analogy you can use for people. Sometimes it's muted or it's less than it should be, right? The volume, you're watching like, you know, your favorite movie or something and and it's supposed, you want to hear it at a certain, like, why can't I hear this very well? It's because the, the sound is down, right? It's muted or, or it's, it's down. So it's supposed to be 10, level 10, and it's only on two. That's not right, right? The, the life force is muted. Chiropractic helps bring that life force back up, right? So, and, and sometimes when you test kids, like yesterday I tested a new patient, and he's a little boy. Cutest little thing. Oh my God, this kid was so, well, most kids are very adorable. This kid was super adorable. Um, the, the, <clears throat> he was very shy, very, very shy. And uh, the dad had told um, uh, the intern who was doing the beginning uh, you know, history, um, you know, he can, he can get kind of upset really quickly. So you have to be really, you know, kind of got to get into his world. So 
one of the first things I asked him was about sports. You know, I walked in, I said, hi, I introduced myself, didn't shake hands like I used to, um, but not anymore. Um, and we talked about, I said, hey, he looked like a very athletic kid. I said, he likes sports, he likes soccer. What kind of position do you play? I'm a goalie. And then, and that, now he's my best friend. So, uh, but now we're testing primitive reflexes. So talk about muting, right? So primitive reflexes are supposed to be gone by the time a kid's a year old. But sometimes they don't get fully muted, right? So here's the brilliance, the brilliance of the body. Here's here. Let me show you my. Can I show you my brain? It's not really my brain, um, but it's a brain I bought. Look at this. Isn't this cool? I got this cool brain, and so it's, it's like a. It's 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 plastic, a squeezable kind of thing. But it shows like the insides, and I'm gonna start drawing on this brain so I can learn the brain even more. Uh, like it's been my goal to like know every bit of the brain. So. So I, I talked to him and I said, you know, what happens is when your brain, when your brain is maturing, right, sometimes the pieces don't mature all the way. And that's what creates a slight immaturity, right? So with kids who have like different issues, whether it's ADHD or autism, or all this kind of stuff, what happens is what's supposed to be muted or turned down, the body didn't turn down. So you see that there's, there's sort of a two different things going on here, right? Sometimes... Things like your your whole life force needs to be on high all the time, and if it's get if it gets muted, something will happen. Right, the kid will get sick more often. The kid will have some kind of problems, etc., etc., or the adult, whatever. There'll be subluxation, um, to put it simply. But on the other hand, certain things in the body are supposed to be or oh, brain. As you're right, so certain things are supposed to be muted. As the brain matures, right, as the brain, right, the brain starts here, the brain starts, the child starts the brain and slowly kind of works its way up like this, right? That is supposed to happen. That's the life force, right? But sometimes the life force doesn't make it to every section. There isn't good connectivity between different hemispheres. There isn't good, there might be good uh, connectivity, let's say, from the cerebellum to this side, thalamus, or cerebellum to this side, uh, basal ganglia, uh, or prefrontal cortex, but not to the other side. Right, and how do you test that? Right, we test it through some neurological findings to show the mom or the dad or the caregiver what's going on with their kids. Thank God for neuroplasticity, right? Because what we can do is by adjusting this kid and giving these kid exercises, <clears throat> we can rewire the brain. Right, that's what neuroplasticity is. Adrian, is it's we rewiring the brain, <clears throat> and that's what life force is all about. Life force is the thing that allows this to occur because when some, if something is like a piece of meat, right, you can cut your finger and it bleeds. You cut a piece of meat and nothing happens. And that's life force. And why that's not talked about is the fifth force is beyond me, right? I know you can't prove it and it's, it's hard to, you know, figure out. And I, I know BJ Palmer tried with the neuroencephalum and tympograph, whatever he called it. Um, but it's very, very hard to like, place your finger on the life force, right? On the electron microscope or, you know, a PET scan or fMRI or whatever. Um, but one of these days, they're going to figure this out, right? And kind of like, remember in, uh, you guys ever watched Star Trek with Scotty, right? He was like the medical doctor. Um, no, he was the medical, who was it? Bones, Bones is the medical doctor. And he had that thing, you know, and then he would be able to, that's life, he was measuring life force as far as I was concerned, right? I thought that was a very chiropractic thing. He just should have been adjusting people. Um, so that's what I want to get you know, let you guys think about is when we're talking about the beginning, the beginning is these four things, but there's this fifth thing, 
right? And it's the fifth thing that we need to tell our patients, right? These, they kind of know these things, sort of, maybe, uh, to some degree or another. At least they know about gravity. Um, but they don't know about life force, right? And that's our job to tell them what life force is.